Hey everyone, what's going on? My name is Stephanie Graham. I'm an artist and filmmaker, and I'm also an extremely curious person. Some will go as far as to say that I am nosy as the, the nerve. <laughs> I started this podcast because I wanted to interview people. I'm not just talking to anyone either. I'm talking to people who are in the thick of what they do. I want to know how they live their life and how they get things done so that I could apply some of their savvy to my own life. I'm sharing this with you so that you too can do the same. We can do it together. We all gotta start somewhere, and if you're not looking for practical info, stick around anyway, because my guests are fascinating, and it's my goal to get to the bottom of their shh. I mean, aren't we all just a little bit curious of what it's like to live someone else's life? And if we do it the same? There are also times when I will feel called to catch up with you one-on-one and let you know about what's going on with me, either in life or with my art practice. You didn't think I'd get the dirt on all these cool people and not let you know what's going on with me, did you? I mean, I'm a Libra. We believe in balance. Listen, I am a big believer that even though we are all different, we can still find ways to relate to each other. It's time to get down to business, so welcome to the Nosy AF Podcast. Hello, my nosy friends. Welcome to the Nosy AF Podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. If it's your first time here, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today's episode, we are talking to Chicago global party girl, Aston Hayes. Aston, if you're listening out there, I hope you don't mind me calling you a global party girl, but honestly, it's just how I see you. I mean, you're that girl, okay? When I think of Aston, I think of those girls in high school. They are, you know, the ones that are involved in like everything. They run track, they're in yearbook club, they're in student council, cheerleading captain. (laughs) And then next thing you know, they're in the high school musical, singing lead, okay? And then you cut to homecoming and you walk into the gym and there's a circle formed. And who's there? Aston with like the hottest guy in high school doing the latest dance moves. (laughs) All while eating three nourishing meals and three nourishing snacks, really out here living her best life. (laughs) That's how I see you, Aston. So listen, Aston has two degrees. Listen, you people with the, I know, you people, excuse me, stuff. Yeah, you people with the two, three, four, five degrees. What is wrong with you? Look, me get a master's degree? I think not. It is. It makes me have anxiety, honestly. It makes me have anxiety. I don't need that in my life. But I want to shout out everybody out here with the advanced degrees, master's degrees, PhDs, going back to medical school. Wow. Y'all are better than me. Y'all are better than me. And you know what? I love you. And I'm super proud of you. So Aston has designed this game called Tip Off, and she's going to tell us all about how she got to make it and how she came up with the idea for it, how it just sort of became a thing. You know, I love it because it's cultivating enjoyment and we need enjoyment all the time. Rest and joy all the time. Rest and joy all the time. (laughs) Oh, and side note, one of Aston's many jobs, because, you know, we sisters out here, we have a many jobs, honey, okay? She works for the liquor company, Remy, all right? And listen, if you don't have Remy 
or Hennessy in your liquor cabinet, again, what are you doing? These are pillars to your liquor cabinet. You don't know if you're going to be entertaining somebody from the west side, from the south side. You don't know who's coming in and you need to be ready. Okay. I love homemaking. So of course they're in my liquor cabinet. If you come by, I'm ready to make you a cocktail and host you. I'm ready for it. So listen, without further ado, let's talk to our friend Aston. Again, so grateful that you are here and I hope you enjoy the conversation. In a world of living in COVID, like how are you living life in COVID, especially, you know, while people are like, oh, you got to be careful, these new variants, people judge you for like going out and about. So how are you navigating those things? I am navigating COVID trying to, you know, be be safe. I believe that COVID is not going anywhere anytime soon and people can't really put their lives completely on hold. Yes, we do have to be cautious, still mask up, still be cognizant of those around you. You know, I'm hoping some people, a lot more people are more clean and sanitary than they were before as far as hand washing and, you know, sneezing. You know, a lot of things have probably changed. No more blowing, you know, blowing candles out on cakes and and things of that nature. But I feel like, you know, within reason, people still have to get back to their lives and, you know, do what's best for them, whether that, you know, when, when it comes to, you know, vaccinations or whatever, however you move, you just have to keep in mind those around you. So getting tested all to see what your status is, you know, if you have a cough, if you're not feeling well, not still going to work. Like I know some people felt like before COVID, oh, I got to push through. I got to be strong and go to work and still, and it's like, nah, now play it. Like I'm going to need you to just stay <laughs> home, go get tested, you know, and keep everybody safe and, and protected. So. Yeah. Have you ever had, have you had anybody coming up to you? Like I'll tell a friend's like, oh, I'm going to go meet my girlfriend for drinks. And they say, you're going to what? I think now, not so much. I think people are more so kind of realizing that people have to kind of get back to, you know, get back to life in some way, shape and form. So I don't really have too many people, especially the field that I'm in. You know, my, my nine to five, I work in wine and spirit. So most of what we do is going out and meeting people and having drinks and, and, and socializing. So I don't really get too many people coming to me for that because I think they know that's how the majority of my paycheck comes, comes in. But there may be, you know, some people that question that. And I also think a lot of it has to do with your confidence with it too. If you are confident in your decision of how you're moving, most people don't question you as much. Yeah, that's good. So, okay, so what came first for you? Tech or are you in tech because of tip-off? And actually, before you answer that, maybe I should back up. And if you don't mind explaining yourself, like like what you do, like introduce us to you. <laughs> Okay. All right. So I will introduce myself. My name is Aston Hayes. I am a resident of Chicago, not born, but raised, born in Seattle. But um, I kind of do a little bit of everything. I, I like to dabble in a lot. I guess you can call me a, a renaissance woman if you want to, but I definitely entrepreneurial spirit. I am, I do work in corporate. So I work for a cognac company. 
And uh, I've been doing that for the last seven years. And then I've been in tech since 20, I guess you could say 2016 officially and kind of fell into it because I had an idea that I wanted to bring to life that originally was going to be a card game. And then, you know, things change over time and got a good idea from a family friend of mine to change the card idea into an app since that was kind of the wave of the future. And in 2016, met my now business partner and she had already been in tech. So I was kind of like astounded, like, oh, okay, as a black woman in tech that like actually has made apps, you know, let, let, let's see where this can go. And she liked the idea and we collabed and still, you know, rocking and rolling. That's awesome. So the app is called Tip Off. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And it is, you explain the game. Well, let me try to explain it. Okay. Let me try to explain. So it is a game of the culture, sort of like this taboo where we like put cards on our head and we guess the name of the cards, but the cards are actually your, your phone. Yeah. So the cards are on the phone, but it's not heads up. So you're, you're doing taboo and heads up combined. So it is the word, it is a word guessing game for the culture, but it's more so like taboo where, you know, you have the deck of cards in your hand and you would just go through Mm. as many cards as you can in a minute. This one, all the cards are basically, you have a digital deck on your phone. And so we, unlike taboo, we have different categories and most of them are, you know, black music, black cinema, We have HBCU, Black Church, History, Travel, Gen Z, you know, so unlike uh, Taboo, where you buy a set of a game and until they come out with a new version, you're kind of stuck playing those same however many cards that they make. (laughs) Right. Uh, We we, at quarterly, we add a new a new category. So this quarter, our category was uh, buy black, a buy black category. So it's all black businesses that um oh, wow. you will shop at you will shop at this this um holiday season and throughout the year not just the holiday season but give you some ideas of you know the the kind of businesses that we have we have some that are hotels and you know jewelry companies and people that make cleaning products things that you know people that that doesn't come to mind people just think most of the time black people have clothing lines and shea butters and body butters okay and, you know and so we need to start showing people that yeah we make batteries tubman batteries we got you know liquid detergent laundry detergent and things of that nature and i just think people aren't exposed to it because a lot of these companies don't have you know a wider platform or marketing budget to really get their name make it a household name so this was kind of our way to pay homage Yeah, definitely not because I already would lose. (laughs) Like I would know batteries (laughs) or, you know, so that that's awesome and very thoughtful for you to consider these businesses and then put them in your game for like a lifetime to play. And, you know, over time, like you might be like, really a hotel? But then like next time I play it, I'd be like. I know. I know what that is. Right. Exactly. But see, now we've given them a platform to, you know, if you happen to go somewhere and you see on the car, like, oh, New Orleans hotel, like, oh, I'm gonna have to look that up because I go to New Orleans all the time or I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I could stay at this black hotel or, you know, whatever it might be. So 
Yeah, it almost seems like it will become a conversation immediately within the game. Totally. And that, that's kind of what we want. You know, that's that's what we were going for, especially with that pack. Yeah. So where did you get the idea? Like, where did you think of this game? Like, where did the idea come from? It was weird because I always like playing taboo and game like party games and things like that when I was in college. So when I graduated college over the summer, I really wasn't working or doing anything. I was living back at home and was just looking for something to do. And I started just making these cards out of the blue. I don't know what made me want to do that, but had my little MacBook and, you know, made these cards and went to Kinko's, printed them out. And I still have the cards. I should show them to you, but have these cards in this, what is it, Ziploc bag. And yeah, printed them out and I would take them to parties or people would come over to my mom's house and we would play and they'd have a lot of fun. They're like, you need to make this into a real game. But you know, at 20, if you've never really been exposed to entrepreneur or just like how to make games or how to get into that industry, you don't have anybody that's meant a mentor to like push you through or tell you, okay, this is what you do first. You need to get a attorney. This is how you get the money for the attorney because most of it is money most of the time. And then the next thing is just the knowledge of what you do with that money. And if you don't have either one of those, then you can, you know, kind of stuck. So it just stayed in that bag for years until I got the app idea. And then even after I got the app idea, it was the knowledge of like, well, who makes apps? Like, how do I get that yeah. off the ground? And so once I, once I was able to have the resource and the knowledge and the money and it all came together, then, you know, 10 years after I'd even made the initial game, it, it came to be in an app form. So kind of a dream deferred. Yeah, no, that's amazing that right. it still came about, right? I tell people the same uh, story about the guy, I don't know what his name is, that did Squid Games. He had been trying to sell Squid Games off for the last decade. And now it's what, like, number one in 83 markets when it first launched. So, you know, people, a lot of times people, people, you know, overnight sensations. And it's like, no, this person's been working on this a lot longer than you thought. You just are seeing the fruits of that labor. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of ideas, right, is all about playing the long game because, you know, I'll have like ideas for projects and stuff like that. And I'll be like, okay, I want it to be here. But then after I like develop it more and like have more conversations around it. And then where it finally ends up, I'm always like, wow, this is better that it's here versus where I maybe wanted it to be years ago. It's had term time to develop and then also not taking it in if like, like an idea maybe didn't come to fruition right away or it's still in the back of my head because it's all in the Lord's timing. You know what? I was just having, I was literally, I was just having a conversation with my business partner when we were talking about people being specific in their requests of what they want in their lives, like whether it's prayers or, or, or things. And I'm reading tap with the Brown's book now. And she talks about that mm. too is how she asked for a new car and a house and a job, but she wasn't specific on what kind of job and what kind of house. And she ended up getting all of those things one year, but then the car ended up starting to break down on her later on. She got her dream house, but the house was far away from all her village and the people that took care of her and her family. And then she ended up with this job that stressed her out all the time. So 
she got what she wanted, but she wasn't specific in her ass of what type of job and what type of house or where she wanted her house or, you know, that she wanted a working car that wasn't going to stress her out. So that, that kind of oh, wow. comes full, full circle about being specific in your ass. Yeah. And I'm curious, how did you find your business partner? Because so many times, like on Facebook, you always see people like, I got an idea for an app. Who make, who make apps? And then they think like you're just supposed to get with this app person. They're going to make this app and deliver it to you. And you go about your business. And I also am just curious how business partners usually find each other because that requires such a, you know, level of trust. I mean, you're going into business with this person for crying out loud. Like, I know this is serious. So can you talk about the relationship with you and your business partner? Absolutely. My business partner, Amanda, basically kind of fell in my lap. I met her at an event and the event was for my, you know, nine to five job. She had an app called Alchemy and it's basically about everything alcohol based or, or, you know, looking for bars, people that were out of town looking for bars, bartenders, recipes, everything that's mixology based. And she was attempting to pitch that app. So she came to our event to talk to somebody about how she could get it in front of a supplier. And I was new to the company. So I was like, no, of no help to her when it came to, to that app. But I said, well, you make apps and I'm looking at the app and I was like, this looks like this app is reputable. Like it looks legit. And I said, actually, I actually have an idea. Would you like to have drinks? And I can talk to you about my idea thinking that she would just give me some like guidance on what I needed to do or what my next yeah. steps were. And she was like, I actually really like this idea. Like, how do you feel about us partnering on this? And I, I pretty much was like, yeah, because I don't know what I'm doing. So yes, I'd rather have you there every step of the way versus, you know, you just giving me the steps and me trying to figure out and make, make mistakes. It's better to have somebody there that's like, no, you don't want to do that. Do this because, you know, I did that once before and it turned out this way. You know, nothing's better than experience and knowledge. So that was what 2016 and you know we took a chance on each other so got got married in business that's what i call it yeah it's basically like marrying somebody so that one meeting you guys got married not 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 right away but definitely went into like okay this is what it'll look like this is what we need to put together this is how it should be mapped out and you know we've we've had some people that we have gotten into business with that we probably shouldn't have but that's why you get contracts and a good lawyer so that, you know, you can iron those things out or, you know, people need to exit as they need to. It, it makes it easier. But I will always have a good attorney. Did you both have and you can always tell me if I'm being too nosy, oh, no, it's fine. but both have attorneys when you decided to link up? Yes. For mm -hmm. your marriage? Yes. Oh, OK. Was that awkward? No, it's not. I mean, the thing is, I think it's awkward when somebody does not want to have an attorney involved. That's when you want to ask questions because clearly then it's something, but I feel like if people go in and they're fine and you know, they want their attorney to look at it, they're doing their due diligence. That's the smart thing to do. So, so I don't feel any kind of way when, when people need to look over things or are asking questions. That's cool that Amanda was open to being like, Oh, I like this. Let me, let's do this together and I'll show you the way as well. Cause I'm sure she probably got approached about app ideas all the time. She still does. And now I do too. It's like, Oh, you started an app. 
you know, I have this app idea. How do I get it off the ground? And, you know, she's put workshops and things like that together to kind of give people a, a, a guiding, you know, map, I guess, of, of how they can get started and, and what they can do to get their ideas off the ground. But a lot of times people don't really want, you know, they have an idea, but they don't really want to put the work in to do it. They just think, oh, yeah, I could just hire somebody, tell them the idea. And that's that's that. And that's definitely not that simple because otherwise everybody would. Do yeah. It. And they're just supposed to add it to cart and call it a day. Right. Yeah. It's so crazy. Far from that. Yeah. Are you extroverted or extroverted person? Because you seem to be really social and into social activities. I am extroverted. I get my energy from people. <laughs> wow. I do. Yeah. I get my energy from people. That's really amazing. So, yeah, COVID was like one of those that I had to create a whole bunch of, you know, virtual situations in order for me to still, you know, connect with people and be social. Yeah, I could imagine that was pretty hard. I made it through. No, I made it through. Yeah. Like, you know, Zoom, Zoom saved everybody. It really did. Yeah, I just I wish I had some Zoom stock, but I had gotten stock with Zoom before <laughs> beforehand. I know I'm on Zoom like every day now for something. It's ridiculous. Like, I wish they even had like a reward program for logging in something. That would be smart. That would be saying yeah, between Zoom and Zoom and Teams, that's like. What, I, what I'm seeing every day, yeah. I also like Google Meetup. People don't really like that one that much, but I like oh, yeah, that. I like Meetup too. So nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of corporations aren't using that. I think that's more, you know, people personally mm. versus business. I haven't really been on too many business Google Meetups. Okay, yeah. I was taking some art classes when um, Shelter in Place was down and we all met up through the Google meetup. And that's why I was like, I really like this platform. Yeah. So I, one of the things I was also curious about is just like how you think of community with the tip off game and even in your, you know, marketing sets, because I've, you know, cause it seems like you met your business partner while working tip off is obviously a very social thing. Like how important is partying and socializing to you because I'll tell you anytime I think of you I think of I can't remember where it was like maybe like on the what not west side but like off like western and lake like over there there was a party and maybe I want to say maybe was it 90s theme crucial conflict was there Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, the workout party. It was for my birthday. That was like, what? Was that for your birthday? 16 wow. or 17. And yeah, it was at Society. Yeah, it was like, yeah, that was for, so my, my friend Bijan and I do our birthday parties together every year. We've been, that was okay. the first one we did together. And we've done one together every year after that. So I want to say that was 2016. That was the first one. And then this this year, I'll let you in on it. This year, we're doing a Queens of Crunk party okay. at Promontory. And we have Trillville coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you got to be there. That's January 29th. Okay, that's awesome. Because I remember you were dressed like, well, you were in overalls, overall shorts and glasses. Mm-hmm. And you were like yeah. up high. So I don't know what you were standing on, <laughs> but you were like above everybody. And I'm just uh, like, that's funny. I love it so much. Anytime somebody like mentions your name that comes in my head of you like waving really? around. 
that is hilarious. I love it. I love it. But yeah, that was that was a fun party. I had a bunch of people call me the next day like, I am sore. I don't like you right now, but I do like you because I had a blast. So <laughs> so what do you think goes into making like a big like a like a good social activity like an event whether it's your combined birthday bash whether it's just kicking back which with like refreshments and some drinks with friends playing tip off like because i feel like it's a part of your it's part of aston like parties partying like the idea of partying mm-hmm it, it, and it's so weird because I never really, I wasn't a big partier in college. I mean, I liked parties in college, but I wasn't a big partier, but I've always been very social. Like I like meet up with meetups and kickbacks and things of that nature. But I, I guess basically because I like people, I like being around people and I'm always trying to figure out well, what kind of things do I like to do, you know, and as you know, obviously, as we progress in age, those things change. You know, you might not be in the clubs as much, but you doing, like I said, more kickbacks or, you know, when the summertime shy comes, you know, the big thing this summer was people wanted to be on boats. That was their way to still maintaining social distance, but still being able to hang out with their people and have Instagrammable moments. So it's just kind of looking at what excites people and what brings people together and mainly anything that I'm like, oh, if I like it, I'm just going to throw it out there and see if other people like it. And sometimes it'll stick and sometimes it doesn't. I used to do a, an event. I think that was back in like t- maybe 2010 or 2011. We started a friend of mine. We had a series called Soundtracks and it was a hit or miss every time we did it. But it was basically we took a live band and singers and we would do like these big time black soundtracks, like any soundtrack that was good. So we started off with uh, Ode to Love Jones and it was just supposed to be a one-time thing that we did on Valentine's Day that year. And it like it got packed out and I was like shocked. So people are like, when is the next one? And I was like, well, the next one wasn't planned, but I guess maybe we have to plan the next one. So then the next one ended up being, I think, Purple Rain. And then we did boomerang and then it just kept snowballing into and, and these other ones and then we would just theme it out so some some of them would be packed out where we were turning people away at the door and then some of them we were like begging people to, to <laughs> you know get tickets to buy tickets but it just you know it was just one of those things that I, I don't know what'll stick when it sticks but people enjoy it I'm, I'm not sure if you've ever been to the beach party we do on memorial day hangover i don't think so i feel like i've been to a soundtracks before but i don't know if i've been to, i don't think i've been to the beach okay but but hangover is another one that it started like way back in the day with just me and a few friends and like every memorial day it would just be more and more people and now it's to the point where we meet at the lakefront and it might be 500 plus people that show up and i don't you know i don't put it on social media for the most part and don't really say it. It's just a word of mouth thing. People know that it happens every Monday on that Memorial Day and they just show up. Wow. How do you know 500 people? I mean, all those people I don't know. So like I said, it's just word of <laughs> mouth. Like the core people that have always come every year just know that that's what they do on Monday. Okay. Memorial Day. So people bring their tents and their grills and we just provide a DJ 
people show up, you know. You like planning things. I do. Wow. <laughs> That's really I amazing. Because <laughs> I hate planning. Most people hate planning things. I don't know why I like planning things. It's just my thing. Yeah. Like, so when you are throwing these events, are they just like for fun because it's something you want to do? Or do you consider it like a business where you're trying to make profit? Is it cool if you break even? Uh, well, for for hangover, that's just a thing that I do. I don't make any money off of that. That's just a, hey, show up. Yeah. Let's have some fun. Soundtracks went into it because it was just something I wanted to see. I love the Love Jones soundtrack and I wanted to see it brought to life. And my, we may be trying to bring that back, not the whole series, but at least the Love Jones portion for, for Valentine's Day. But okay. my, my dream would be, really be to get Lorenz Tate to come and do Brother to the Night. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, of the, course. The, the poem. So... In my, in my in my dream, that's that's how it would go down. But I'm gonna put it out there that that he's gonna show up to this one. But we'll see what happens. But it just depends. Like I just did an event yesterday. It was a community event that was not for money. That was literally just to get toys and money for Shy Gives Back. Mm. So we had something called a miracle on 35th Street, where we had live reindeer. We had Dreezy Santa. We oh, had yes. uh, trap carolers. And yeah, it was just something to do some good in the hood and, you know, show little black boys and girls, black Santa Claus, so they could take pictures with them and, you know, make it, customize it for us. Yeah. So I basically I like customizing things for people that look like me, for my people. Hey, I just want to pop in here real quick to let you know that I'm an artist. I make work about social class, subcultures, race, and gender. These topics are complex, they're interesting, and they come up in my life all the time. Because I love to laugh, a lot of my work has humorous tones. I genuinely enjoy making and creating all sorts of things. My main medium is photography and film, but I also enjoy organizing art events. I would love to keep you in the loop of everything that's going on with my art exhibition. So please consider signing up for the Studio Graham newsletter at MissGram.com slash sign up. Okay, back to the top. And you're just doing it because it's your ministry. If that's how you want to yeah, because it's my passion. It's my ministry. Yeah, no, I love so, it. So some, so some of them I want to make money off of and then some of them it's just that's what I like to do. And it's such a generous thing because, you know, people need things to go to and participate in, you know, and it's interesting that your events come word of mouth. I feel like, you know, like when I have like art exhibitions or anything that is cultural related, it's always like other arts and culture kids that show up, you know, and I'm always I'm like. I'm glad you guys are here, but I want, you know, Randall over on 73rd that I see <laughs> to come to, you know, and right. I'm always trying to figure out like ways to reach out to just others that are just outside of, I guess, my, you know, outside of just a artsy That's cultural awful, kid. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how do you like cultivate relationships with people or like it? 
yeah, I guess maybe just even in your friendships or how you extend. Yeah. How do you like Mm -hmm. talk to people and stuff? I probably get it from my grandmother. She like never met anybody that was a stranger to her. She would talk to anybody. She would talk to a tree if it would talk back. So I kind of get that from her. But I don't know. Honestly, I think it just comes naturally because a lot of people are like, how do you do it? This and other. And I was like, I really don't know. I'm just myself. So Mm -hmm. I will say I probably kind of go out of the way to check on people more than the average person, whether it's just if somebody happens to pop in my head and I'm like, oh, I wonder how such and such is doing. And it's somebody maybe I haven't talked to. That means a lot when you're reaching out to somebody when you don't need or want something from them. I'm big on sending cards. Mm, I love sending cards. And, you know, my my love language is gift giving. So, you know, sending flowers to people like if I know somebody, you know, say lost someone or is sick or ill or whatever. My thing is always like cards, gifts, something to let you know that I'm thinking about you, you know. And so that's that's kind of been my thing. So I don't I don't it's no specific answer to that question. But I just I try to just keep people in mind and treat people how I would want to be treated if. You know, not if, but, you know, I consider them friends or associates or, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you build it, it will come types. Pretty much. And, and, and the thing is, I want people to know that I'm not reaching out to them because I want anything or because I need them for anything down the line. It's just people want to feel special. They want to feel loved. And one of my prayers every day when I wake up is I just want my light to be brighter than it was the day before. Like, you know, I want people to feel, feel the warmth of my light. So however that comes, whether it's me just saying hello, sending a text or a gift or attending a party or an event or whatever it might be. That's kind of how I just want to be remembered in this world. That's really beautiful. Cause I always would get messages from this one particular party promoter and they're like, Hey, how are you? And I'm like, Oh, wow. And then it's just to invite me to something. And then they started to do it. And I'm like, Mm. Oh, I have a meeting tonight. Can't make it. Or like, actually, yeah, booze in town. We're going to come out. Like, I'm like, you don't have to do this each time. Like I know. Mm -hmm. And so you could just tell, like, I mean, obviously it wasn't genuine. He's just trying to fill seats. So I, I do agree when people are thought about that. It definitely leaves an impression. So with tip off to how to play, everybody has to download it, right? Like if I wanted so to play we, with we six changed friends. It. Okay. Really? So I'll I'll kinda let you know the metamorphosis of how Please. Uh, tip off went. So when we started it, it was everyone had to download it. Then we kinda started talking to a couple of people, a friend of mine that's a consultant, and he was like Maybe you should just put it on one phone and then people just pass that phone around. So then kind of got switched to that. And so we were like, oh, okay. And that, and the reason for that is most of the people, when they're playing the game, what are they doing? Drinking. So to, you know, to try to get them to download it and do all this other stuff. And the people don't have space and, you know, they're too drunk to really read the rules and figure out how to download it. So then, then you've lost everybody at that point. So it's like, it was a good idea, but it took too too many steps to get people involved. So we're like, okay, if we just have one good sober person that already has it on their phone, is willing to download it and get it going, 
cool. We'll, we'll, we'll go from getting six downloads to this one download. But then it got to the point that the people that originally remember the game were like, well, I liked it better when it was on multiple phones because then I could play it with anybody. I don't have to necessarily be like, for example, when we were on lockdown, had we had it like it was in the beginning, people could have played it on Zoom because it's rotating through, through different phones. So then that's when we lockdown came and was like, okay, we got to get it kind of back to that again. So now we're working on a version where we have both of those things where we, where you can choose to do the single player mode or you can choose to do a multiplayer mode, depending on what, you know, what uh, situation you're in. So if you are physically with people and let's say it's too much to try to get everyone to download, you download the single player mode, you can pass it around. Or let's say you want to get on Zoom or even at this point, we're working on getting having video and audio within the app. Oh, wow. So then you won't even you you won't even need Zoom at that point. You can play it multiplayer straight from the app. So so that should be coming soon. I'll be coming in 2022. OK, yeah, because it sort of reminds me that element is like house party. Remember that app? Did you exactly. do house party? And, that, and that's yeah. pretty much where we got the idea from. And I was like, oh, my God, you could play games with people on this. And I was like, oh, noted. it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. So in like six years doing tech and then you still have the marketing gig, do you like the duality or are you trying to do, maybe you can't answer this. No, no. Yeah, no. I like, I like doing, I'm definitely, like I said, I'm a, I don't want to say jack of all trades because I hate that word because I feel like jack of all trades, master of none. But I feel like all of it kind of works together. All of them are social as what I do. So they all work together in some way. I think over time, I just have to figure out how to pull it all together better. But a social multi-hyphenate. Pretty much. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But my grandpa, so I keep talking about my ancestors in this thing, but my grandfather was a entrepreneur, a serial entrepreneur and did very well in life. And everything he had had nothing to do with each other. But he was always very successful in whatever he decided to do. So he owned a pet food company in Jamaica and was a electrician, had an electrician company, um, he was originally from Mobile, so that's how he got out of Mobile, moved to Chicago, became an electrician, taught his brothers the trade, brought them into the, the company, sold the company off to them, moved to Jamaica, did the pet food company, a couple other little companies like that, and just did well in all of those aspects. So I think he just kind of moved with whatever he felt at the time and was just a good business person. So ultimately, that's kind of how I would I want to be is be able to, you know, start a business, do well, build on whatever the next thing that I'm passionate about. Yeah. What other passions do you have? Let me see. Well, I can't say baking is my passion. I like, I like to bake. So that's more of a, like a hobby, something I enjoy, but oh, travel is my passion. So my mom is, well, was, she's a retired flight attendant, international flight attendant for United. So I've traveled since I was in the womb. And mm -hmm. yeah, so travel is definitely a passion of mine. I'm anytime I can get on a plane. So that was another thing during COVID when we couldn't travel. I was like, man, so I can't see people and I can't travel. I was like, yeah, this is not for me. <laughs> but but yeah, so that's that's one of my just just culture in general, traveling, learning new cultures, meeting new people, uh, learning new things. I think it definitely is something I 
try to get a lot more black people and especially young black people to get outside their comfort zone. So when I talk to young people, that's a big thing. I'm like, if you've never been outside of Chicago or Illinois, just go somewhere, like, try somewhere. But if you can, if you can leave this country, go for it. You know, if you can do study abroad, like I met my mentee, she went to UIC at the time and never even left the country before, or, but even hadn't even been on a plane. And she had told yeah. me that her dream was to go to, to Japan. And I said, okay, well, let's keep in touch and let's get you to Japan. And, you know, we kind of went through the paperwork and found out from UIC how she can get to Japan and do an internship and take classes in Japan. And of course, January 2020, she goes off to Japan and had to come back dead in the middle of the semester. But she made it to Japan. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, but she made it to Japan and and very much enjoyed it. And it was eye opener for her. And definitely, you know, she got a chance to see what else the world has to offer outside of Chicago. So so I'm pr- I'm super proud of her for that because I know that took a lot of, you know, boldness and bravery for her to go ahead and make it happen and, and leave the country without her family and anybody she knew. Is there a Black travel category and tip-off? Absolutely, there is. Oh, okay, that's exciting. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well... I think my last question, what do you think would be a good like starter city to travel? If I'm a young black kid in Chicago, where would you suggest I go? A young starter city. Well, I would say if you are like a kid from Chicago, I would. Oh, let's see. A good starter city for somebody to have that. that. Yeah. I'm trying to give you like a profile, like how old I am. Yeah, I guess it would just depend on what kind of to to do something different. I'd probably say L.A. because the at least the the region is totally different. Because at first I was going to say New York because it wouldn't scare people as much. But I just feel like New York is just a bigger kind of bolder, scarier version of Chicago when it comes to. This is more it's just more of everything, more garbage, more buildings, more people. But it doesn't really give you anything different. But most people probably, you know, if you have a kid from Chicago that's never left the city other than the lakefront, you've never really seen a real beach or probably palm trees or just the setup. So probably there or even even on Miami, someplace with a beach, I would probably say. But um Okay. But yeah, probably California because it's, mo- it's mountains and things that they've never seen. So yeah, it's like you can get all four seasons there mm-hmm. in a way. Right. I mean, obviously not like the fall, but you know, it's like you can see like snow capped mountains mm-hmm. and then also like the exactly. Beach. Yeah. You can go someplace. You can ski. You can ski in California. You can go see, you know, go hiking things, things that you can't necessarily do in, in Chicago. Yeah. So I would probably say that. No, that's cool. All right, cool. Well, I think that's all the questions I had. Is there anything else you want to say before we call our conversation complete? No, I, I think that's pretty much it. You were pretty, you were very thorough. Oh, thank you. And this, was, this was a nice conversation. <laughs> so wait, really quick. If you want to have an app, what are you supposed to do? Party and find an app developer? <laughs> <laughs> if you want, if you, so if you want to create an app, my my suggestion is always, you know, the, the the 
foundation of it is you need to do your homework as far as planning out what what your app like how your app will function and that's you know map basically mapping it out so this is what i want the you know the first page to look like if i press this button this is what this is what it'll do this is how it functions you know if you can find somebody to create what it looks like that works even better so when you do decide to find a developer or somebody that can code and bring to life what you're trying to do they have a, a total outline of what it is you want it to do yeah and i would say that's that's the start because you can you know you can go on upwork or fiverr and find pretty reputable you know app developers that will help you out you know obviously you, you need to have enough budget to pay pay these people to and and figure it out but that that's the first and foremost is really mapping out step by step how the app actually functions from beginning to end. Yeah, that's, I think that's excellent advice, you know, cause it's like, before you even start saying you have this app idea, being able to at least sort of think about what, how, how you might want it to move is going to put you ahead for when you do have these conversations. And then sometimes you find out that maybe it's not an app you need. You know, I've, I've talked through some ideas with people before where I was like, why does it have to be an app? Why can't it just be a website? Mm -hmm. or why can't it just be something else? You know, I think people just think, I guess, I guess maybe apps sound sexy to people or make, make some sound techier or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not really sure, but people always want to throw apps out first. And I'm like, well, I, I don't think that's actually going to help what it is you're trying to do. I think you would be better off doing a podcast or a, like I said, a website or something else along those lines. And then when they think about that, they're like, Oh, actually you might be right. And not saying that I like what I say is in all be all, but sometimes people need to go through and see how they want things to function. And then once, once they kind of see the big picture, then it's like, Oh, okay. I get what you're talking about. Yeah. You're like, ma'am, this is supposed to be a pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> a pamphlet <laughs> or yeah, or a book or whatever, you know, whatever it could be. Yeah. But, you know, they try to make something that could be, you know, keep it simple. Like they always say, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Sometimes people want to make things a lot more involved and spend a lot more money than they need to. And it doesn't have to always be that way. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your time. And sharing with me and my audience. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. I, I appreciate you. Hey, one quick thing I just want to say is happy birthday to Aston. Happy belated birthday. Aston recently celebrated her birthday with this amazing Queen of Crunk themed birthday party. And uh, what can I say? Fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. And Hopefully, Aston will let me post a picture or two uh, along with the promotion of this episode on my Instagram. So check that out. But you can also check out Aston's Inst Instagram. All of that will be in the show notes. And uh, thanks for being here again. I'm always saying thank you because I'm just so thankful. Thanks again for listening and talk to you soon. Peace. Thank you so much for tuning into the Nosy AF podcast with me, your host, your friend, Stephanie Graham. 
I'm so glad that you made it to the end of this conversation. Please kindly let me know what you thought by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you're listening right now. You can also connect with me at nosyaf.com via the Say Hello button. And if you're curious about what's going on in my art and film life, please visit my website at missgram.com. Oh, and also, if there is someone that you're nosy about and you want me to have them on the show, please send suggestions via the same hello button and I will check them out. Until next time, thank you so much for being you and see you soon. Peace.